from God our Father and Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, grace and peace are yours. The word of God for our meditation is the gospel lesson we heard earlier, part of which I will reread. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight paths for him. Every valley shall be filled in, every mountain and hill made low. The crooked roads shall become straight, the rough ways smooth, and all people will see God's salvation. This is God's word. Dear children of God, are you prepared for Christmas? Do you have the Christmas presents purchased? How about decorations? Do you have them up, the ones inside as well as those that might be outside? Do you have the cooking done? All special kinds of cookies made besides the standard cookie of chocolate chip cookies? Are you prepared for Christmas? As we prepare for Christmas, there are times in our lives where we do see some change. By way of example, you might not make as many Christmas cookies as you used to make. You just can't eat them all. Or possibly you don't put up as many decorations as you used to. You get older in life and it's more difficult to put up all those decorations that you had at one time. Subtle changes are made many times. How many of you remember aluminum Christmas trees? Aluminum Christmas trees made by the Aluminum Specialties Company, which was located here in Manitowoc. And it had a disc which had colors red, blue, green, and yellow that had a spotlight shining through them as that disc turned, and so the tree became various other colors. Anymore, you can have trees that are just artificial. In fact, anymore people will tell you that 75% and more of trees that people put up are artificial. And what's even wonderful about them is that you don't even have to put lights on many of them because they're already pre-lit. Pre-lit with different colors. I remember as a child that we always had color lights on the Christmas tree. My dad put them on and very carefully. Well, one year he decided that he was going to put something else of a different color on those trees, and all of the lights on the Christmas tree were white. We as children expressed our disapproval. We didn't like that. Well, we went to bed, and as we were sleeping, Dad took all of the white lights out and put in the colored ones. Well, the next morning, by the time we got up, Dad was gone. 
And we took out all the colored ones and put the white ones back in. Today, lots of trees are all white. It's not something that's unusual. You know, just subtle changes take place. Are you prepared for Christmas? In our lives as children of God, there are also subtle changes that take place here, here in our hearts. And that's something that our Lord would like to see. We look at this word of God. John came and he told the people about a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. But there's a change in our hearts as we prepare our hearts for the coming of Jesus Christ. Part of that is repentance. As we look at this word of God, we're going to consider as our main thought that thought of a heart prepared for the coming of Christ Jesus. John the Baptist is spoken of here in the word of God for our meditation. John was a change in the life of Zechariah and his wife Elizabeth. They had been praying that the Lord would send them a child. And one day, the Lord sent the angel Gabriel to Zechariah as he was serving the Lord in the temple. An angel told Gabriel, or that Gabriel told Zechariah, that he and Elizabeth were going to have a child, a son. Zechariah said, how can I be sure of this? I am an old man, and my wife is well along in years. There was doubt in his heart. He wasn't ready for that particular change. And yet, he was told that this was going to happen. And John would be an individual who would prepare the way of the Lord for the people of Israel. Coming to the Lord the first time. It's amazing that the children of Israel didn't even realize that Jesus was there after he had come. We're told Jesus was in the world and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Prepare the way of the Lord. When we look at this word of God for our meditation, it almost sounds like the foreman of a road construction company is speaking to his workers under his care. Their crooked roads shall become straight. Ah, yeah, okay. Make straight paths for him. Every valley shall be filled in and every mountain and hill made low. We've got a lot of work to do. 
What's going on here is the Lord is not talking about road construction. He's talking about our hearts. Our hearts, which are crooked by nature, and they've got hills and valleys that aren't supposed to be there. Hearts which are filled with sin. The prophet Jeremiah describes our hearts in this way. The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? Make straight paths, this word of God tells us. There's a time when people would say of an individual who would go to a party but not get drunk, would go to a party and not use drugs for the harm of their own body, shunned extramarital or premarital sex, was not promiscuous in that way. An individual whose mouth was not filled with vile words, words of cursing and swearing when something didn't go the way they had planned it to. Individuals who didn't gossip, thinking that the devil is in the mouth of every, on the tongue of every person who gossips and in the ear of every listener. They honored their parents and others in authority. They recognized that the officials in our government are worthy of our honor, for they've been placed there by God. Such people were called straight. Fitting word for someone who would follow the ways of the Lord. Make straight paths. And so the Lord wants our hearts to be prepared for his second coming. That we are living lives which are pleasing and glorify his holy name. And again, we look at this word of God. Every mountain and hill shall be made low, and every valley shall be filled in. Pride. Self-righteousness. It has no place in the the life of a, a child of God if that pride does not include God, who gives us the ability to glorify and praise his name. When people become self-sufficient and do not place their trust in the Lord, their God, do not trust him with all of their heart, God says, I hate pride. And so many times, it's so huge in a person's life. It's like a hill, and the Lord comes and says it needs to be removed. And the low valleys, those parts of a life where a child of God might come along and someone would say, man, Looks like you've been walking in the gutters. Life becomes so low and despicable at times. Can't help but think of one time I was walking along with an individual and there's some kids walking across the street from us and you wouldn't believe the filth that was coming out of their mouths. Well, maybe you would. 
My friend hollered across the street and said, what'd you guys do, take a drink out of the sewer this morning? The filth that's coming out of your mouth, it certainly sounds like it. The low places shall be filled in. Our Lord, as we prepare for his second coming, wants us to prepare our hearts. Even as we prepare for the celebration of our Lord and Savior's second first birth, when he came into this world the first time, prepare your hearts for his coming. A heart prepared for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. That includes a baptism of repentance. We come to our Lord and say, I'm sorry, please forgive me my sins. What would you like for Christmas? My wife asks that question of me, usually sometime around Thanksgiving. Yes, even though we're in our 70s, we still exchange a few Christmas gifts. We necessarily wouldn't have to because many times if there's something that we need, we'll just go and buy it. Last October there, I needed some work gloves for outside for the winter months. They were on sale, so I went and bought them. Instead of waiting for Christmas to come, I just got them. What would you like for Christmas? You know, in our lives, in our world in which we live, there's so much strife wars and rumors of wars. We hear about them all the time. There are wars in our own country, in our own streets. Wars that seems like there's a war zone in malls, in churches, on our streets, where battles are being fought, people are being killed. Wars here in our own hearts. That happens too. Where words of bitterness and anger, unkind words are spoken between spouses that are arguing with one another, and so often those wars end in divorce. What would you like for Christmas? Look at the cover of your bulletin. In the cover of your bulletin, it says, The Gift of Peace. That's a gift that our God would give to us. In the first service this morning, had a little bit of a ceremony for lighting the second candle, which is called the Peace Candle. It's a gift that we as children of God daily need. It's a gift that our God gives to us. As our hearts are filled with sorrow over our sin, we realize how we have sinned against our God. As we come to him in repentance, 
our God would come to us and say, I give you the forgiveness of sins. During World War I, it happened on Christmas Day where the German forces stopped fighting. They laid down their arms. And those fighting against them did the same. They got together and played a soccer game. Almost unimaginable. Here these men who were trying to kill each other the day before were now playing a game of soccer. And of course the next day when they went back into their trenches they again were trying to fight, trying to kill each other. Almost as though that peace all of a sudden was gone again. But there was a day of peace. What do you want for Christmas? Not only one day of peace, but every day. Our Lord comes to us and he gives that to us, that peace of God which passes all understanding. He wants to assure us that our sins are forgiven. He tells that in his holy word. That's why he sent his one and only son. That's why Jesus came to die on the cross. So that we would be reconciled to him. God was in Christ reconciling, making peace between the world and himself not counting our sins against us. Do you ever stop and think about how many times the word peace is used in the church service? Not necessarily in this special contemporary service. Sometime when you turn to page 15 in the front part of your hymnals, don't start there starting the pages before that, like on page 12, where we have the celebration of the sacrament of baptism. Now, baptism. Baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. Or the Lord would come and say, I'm going to look at this child and forgive its sins so that it has peace and knows that there's peace between it and myself. In baptism, God places his name on us. And as such, he calls us his sons and daughters, heirs of everlasting life. And the reason we have that is because through his son, he gives us the forgiveness of sins. Hearts prepared for the coming of Christ Jesus hearts that have that knowledge that all of its sins are gone. Again, looking at the church service, the beginning of the service, peace is mentioned. In the peace of forgiveness, let us praise the Lord. And so we hear about peace that isn't forgiveness, 
and then the congregation sings praises to the Lord. Prior to the sermon, I used words which are found in the epistle lesson which we heard, but not specifically. Verse 2 of the epistle lesson. Grace and peace from God our Father and Jesus Christ. Grace is God's undeserved love. He gives us the forgiveness of sins. And the result of that grace is we have peace in our hearts. The peace of God, and you're going to hear this at the end of the sermon, which transcends all understanding. Guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. When you celebrate the Lord's Supper and you're standing up here, when the pastor dismisses this table of communion and then that table of communion, go in peace. Your sins are forgiven. And shortly after that, the congregation as a whole sings the song of Simeon. Lord, now let your servant depart in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation. He was holding the baby Jesus eight days old in his arms. He was looking at his Savior. Lord, now let your servant depart in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation. And we get to the end of the service. Brothers and sisters, well, it's not going to be in this service, <laughs> but in the other service, brother and sisters, go in peace. Live in harmony with one another. Go in peace. And then you hear the benediction. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Peace of God, which we have because of the forgiveness of sins, is ours. Hearts prepared for the coming of Jesus Christ. And when he comes in all of his glory, we won't have to be afraid. We won't have to be terrified. When the angels came and announced the birth of Jesus to the shepherds, they were terrified. And the angel told them, don't be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy, which shall be for all people. For you today in the city of David, a Savior has been born. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, right. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. On one occasion, a woman came into the house of Simeon, where Jesus happened to be a guest, but not Simeon, Simon, where Jesus was a guest, and she anointed Jesus. Simon said in his mind, if he knew who this woman was, that she's a sinner. Jesus then told a little story, and after that, 
he told this woman, I forgive you your sins. Go in peace. And so our Lord comes to us and says, yeah, when I come again in all of my glory, have a heart that's filled with peace, knowing that you've been forgiven because of the gift I've given you, my son, at Christmas. So, my dear children of God, go in peace. And as you go, we look at the closing phrase of our text, and all people will see God's salvation. John was God's instrument to prepare the people in his day for the coming of the Savior. You and I now are God's instruments to share this Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ, with the world, that they also may see the salvation of our God. <laughs>